Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it is 12.06. My goodness, what a rainy, what a rainy uh, Friday that we have. The rain is coming down. The roads have been a mess really all day, as a matter of fact. You know, it's one thing when we say that that people forget how to drive when, when it's snowing out. Um, but this is another level where... Here's a, uh, a friendly reminder. When, in fact, there's heavy rain, <clears throat> you should lower your speed. It's not ice. I get it. You're in an SUV. Congratulations. But you want to lower your speed and you want to take it easier. You want to go slower than you normally do. So if you drive at, and good afternoon to everybody tuning in, part of this is the noon report on Facebook Live. I get it that... um. That people say, oh, I, you know, I'm in an SUV, I'm in a, I'm in a Jeep, you know, I'm able to, and, and obviously this morning on 95, I'm, I'm driving a tractor trailer. So, you know, that's, that's fine, but, um, but you, you're just going to save yourself. I mean, we, that was a fatal accident this morning. And, and, and from what I understand, the driver, I believe there's everybody filing in on uh, Facebook folks we do our live simulcast we had a busy day yesterday my goodness you know yesterday we were live four times i was live twice at the first it was search and rescue then it was search and recovery there's bill and gary and everybody um very very sad story for the young man uh and he is young 30 i i still don't know i 31 33 almost conflicting reports with the with the police, but they finally got him. And then we, we did the noon report live. And then we were out with Cranston PD live yesterday uh, afternoon <coughs> into the early evening. So, folks, again, it is the John DePietro show. But listen, it, it is a free country and people are going to do what they want to do. But I, I and I don't know all the circumstances with that tractor trailer. But guys from Arizona, I, I don't know. Is he is he was he used to driving in this type of weather? hydroplaning is real there's a there's an awful lot of water out on the roads so again this isn't going to be a not going to lecture for the next two hours but it's it's just something to consider to to maybe drive defensively drive cautiously you know all right so i know you and there are people that go by you right in this type of weather there are people that still i'm going to go 65 70 75 miles an hour but that's them i would Taper it down a little bit. Nothing wrong with going 50, 50 miles an hour, 55. Nothing wrong indeed. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, as we are right now, and again, good afternoon, everybody, on this very stormy Friday, 12.09. And it's brought by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, Christmas season is fully underway, and it just looks fantastic. Balsam, Frasier, fir cut trees, this is where we got our tree. They're open seven days a week. Look for them on Facebook, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They've had a fantastic year. They want to thank all of their customers for what a tremendous year 2022 has been. I'm not surprised. Family-run business, they work very, very hard. Potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths. 10 inch, 60 inches in size. They have Christmas swag, mistletoe, hanging baskets, roping, cut greens, decorative pots, and cemetery baskets, Christmas crafts, gift certificates are available. They're open seven days a week. They're open until Christmas Eve at night. They have nice gifts there as well. Custom made birdhouses and sleighs. Firewood is available. Pick up a delivery, folks. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Now, we have a lot of updated stories uh, on the Facebook page. We have even more coming up. There was, uh, there was a terrible situation. These kids riding around with these, their airsoft guns, gels, shooting these pellets. It's not a BB gun. But they still shoot these pellets, and um, and they shot someone on Main Street in East Greenwich the other night as the man was walking into a restaurant carrying an infant. Could have taken out someone's eye. Certainly could have taken out an infant's eye. The Warwick police caught up to them. It's on the Facebook page. I'm looking at it right now, which is depetro.com. Teens causing havoc, Main Street, East Greenwich. They finally caught up to them. And then we have the, uh, for those that are not on 
Facebook. We we do have Cranston PD Live episode five. We have that loaded on both YouTube and Facebook. So it's right there on the website, which is uh, in the website, I should say, petro.com And don't forget, petro.com folks, all of our stories, <clears throat> unique stories, content. We had more coverage on the search for the young man. Unfortunately, they found him yesterday in Cars Pond. More than anyone, um, it's right there at DePetro.com, which is right by the Coesed Inn. And I want to thank them. They are loyal sponsors, folks. It's a great place. 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. I think I'm going to be there either this weekend or early next week. Uh, delicious food and drinks. Or nicely decorated for the for Christmas, uh, for the holidays. It's the Coesed Inn. So, folks, good afternoon, one and all. It is Juan. So, there's several things that are happening uh, that are in the news. And, and one of them is going to, <coughs> excuse me, I apologize, uh, not a COVID cough. I um, Although COVID is everywhere, COVID truly is. Right now, as I've told many of you, you, you want to avoid the emergency room if you can. If you can avoid, go to the emergency room. And instead, if something happens, just go to AtMed Urgent Care. Right now, between flu and COVID, <coughs> and there's a bad influenza strain, if at all possible, you want to avoid the emergency room. But later at 5 o'clock, they're going to open that. They're going to open the, uh, the quote, warming center, right, which is the Cranston Street Armory. This whole business of this, this fiasco of the homeless encampment at, at the State House. Now, I, I think if you heard last hour when we had on. Our legal expert, uh, attorney Tim Dodd, um, <clears throat> it was it was uh, they have just opened the door in this whole thing. Now, listen, in, in this right now on this Friday, right. Let, let me just say this. If, if there's some individual out there right now and they happen to say with this type of rain and weather <clears throat> that they No, I'll just stay here on, you know, in the tent here at the state house. If if someone, an adult now, shame on these people that drag their children out as props. But if there's an adult in this type of weather, heavy, heavy rain, and let's look at the forecast. It is raining all afternoon. It's not going to stop. Until looks like nine o'clock tonight. And then next week, they're talking about maybe another storm next Friday. But other than that, it's pretty mild week. But my point is, it's going to be a little cold around Christmas, Christmas Eve. Not bad, though. But, but folks, if there's someone that is choosing to be outside in this weather, I, I don't know. You know, there's only so much we can do. There's only so much you, you can do. It, it, I, I, even an, an animal knows to get shelter during this type of weather. So I, I know the McKee people now, the administration, they've called out the National Guard. The ACLU is involved. This thing is going to go down a different path. I think our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, laid that out beautifully last hour. <clears throat> and But at this point, if you have individuals that are saying, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to go to the... The warming center at the Cranston Street Armory with the National Guard. No, I'll just I'll just stay in my tent here in front of the state house. Listen, if somebody wants to be a martyr, I believe there's a limit of how much the state should get involved here. Right at this point, if there's someone that is saying, no, no, I'll just stay in my tent and they want to be a martyr. The homeless advocates, this is all leading for the photo op for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then because you have the people that want to say, look what a good person I am. I'm bringing these people a present wrapped on Christmas Day at their tent at the state house. It's all about the blanking optics. So at this point, you know, one person, I know he got drummed out of office, but it was during COVID when, and I know he got drummed out and and so forth, but Governor Cuomo, New York, even said, now listen, some of you people that are still coming down with it, 
And it was just a great line. He said, the government, we've done all we can for you. Right. We, we have we have told you, don't it's contagious. Don't go around these other people. You, you don't have to leave and go to work or school. Just stay at home and let this thing settle down. And it was still, you know, rampant in parts of Brooklyn and Queens and the Bronx. And finally, Governor Cuomo said, listen, there's nothing more the government can do for you. <clears throat> We're telling you what the problem is. We're providing you resources. We're giving you instruction on exactly what to do. If you're not going to listen, there's really nothing more we can do. And I thought that was very, very telling and honest. And, and he wasn't wrong. So at this point, if you have people saying, oh, no, I, I'm a martyr. No, I, I want to I'm going to lay at the state house like the Christ child in the manger. I, I'm just not sure there's anything more that the state, if anything, can do about it. It's an eyesore. It's wrong. I've said that it's wrong. Um, I, I think this is also where media bias comes in because a lot of members of the media tend to lean in that direction. <clears throat> um, a lot of, especially newspaper, they don't get fully compensated the way they think they should be, take on a little bit of an attitude. And so they would tend to be you know, uh, isn't this wrong, all this money, and here are these poor people, and blah, 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 and the whole thing. But it, at this point, it's like if you see an adult just walking around in this weather, soaking wet in the downpour, I, is there really anything we can – these are – by the time these people are adults – I was talking about this with someone the other day, and they were saying many of these individuals – it is it's been a lifetime of poor choices they they made poor decisions when they were 10 years old they made poor decisions when they were 18 they made poor decisions when they were 28 and now they're whatever 40 <clears throat> someone doesn't start being responsible someone doesn't start making good choices they got paid they decided to go out and blow it on drugs and booze instead of paying their rent paying their car payment they made a poor decision it's been a series of poor decisions that then lead them, many of them, to where they are right now. So we're going to see how this thing filters out. Uh, this has certainly been a distraction for the, the McKee people. And the, the way the media interprets things, and I'm going to talk about this Mayor Lors interview. I'm very intrigued by it. And I'm anxious to then hear, I believe it was on 10 News Conference, and... Mayor Jorge Alorza, who I've been very, very critical of, I have been, but I'll tell you that right now, in recent memory, I don't recall someone holding office in our area who is telling it like it is, straightforward manner, to the point where he has to try to compensate because the media is coming back at him, certain members of the media, not all, with... Union, teachers union, talking points. Teachers union, talking points. A big problem in our area, in this area, is the lack of education. I want to say this, and I know I'm not going to make any friends by saying it at 1220. But it is, it is, it is so beyond time for certain members of the media to get their head out of their behind. And, and like learn about what's really going on because the level of questioning the rationale is just pathetic and it doesn't serve it doesn't serve anyone well i can't believe they're closing schools as opposed to what any member of the media that says that it goes along with that with the closing of the schools i'm getting people what do you think about these closing the schools they should three schools they should be closing 33 schools my God, wake up. But this is what happens when you have people on the radio who have never left the country. You have people on the radio who have never been to the West Coast. You have people on the radio who don't go anywhere. They don't know anything. They're just babbling cackles. They're closing schools. They should get community, community input on what? No one can blanking read. What part of that don't you understand? Alors is finally telling it like it is. The teachers union, they're not part of the problem. They are the problem. 
I, I don't know how else to explain it, but the, but the media keeps coming back. At Steph Bashano interview with Alorza. <clears throat> well, some teachers would say they don't want to be here. They're being disrespected. That's a teachers union talking point. Disrespected. I, I don't know how else to explain. No one's learning. What, what, I, I don't know. What, what part of that don't you understand? Of course it should be closed. You close the school and then you replace it with a charter school. The union's not involved with the charter school. The charter schools, they, they go longer. They have longer school days. They have more school days. The principals are in charge. If someone's not performing, they get rid of them. You can't do that. You don't have all these sick days. I, it, it, it's, 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 it, it's so frustrating to listen to certain members of the media that can't wrap their head around that. Folks, you know, th- there's a... I was reading the other day, and someone was right on. In so many situations, hear me out, and I'm not trying to lecture here, but at 12:22, in many situations, the most helpful thing you can do is is judge people not on what they say, but their actions. Because make no mistake about it, the teachers' union—they say all the right things. Stop judging them on what they're saying, and start judging them on what their actions are. I mean, this is preposterous. And I, I blame, and those people at the State House are a disgrace. All the union hacks and sick, and I don't mean the union people. These are the political people that come out. Why weren't the parents consulted? Why, what, what, what part of this, do, 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 what part of this do you not understand? It's broken. Mayor Jorge Alorza laying it right out there. We can't do anything because of the contract. The contract needs to be broken. And so many of these people that are that are questioning it, they either A, have never been in that situation, or B, they, they don't have children. They, you, like they, There are teachers in the Providence school system. They can't fire them. They're terrible teachers. They don't belong there. Call out sick. Some of them go out for long periods of time. And even when they're there, they're ineffective. And if you, if your child gets that teacher, it's going to be a nightmare year if you're an engaged parent. And there's no learning going on. Well, they should just get rid of them. They can't get rid of them because of the contract and the teachers union. Now, I did hear and I played part of that interview, and he is exactly right. Governor McKee totally caved. Second union talking point. Well, Steph Machado, Pulse of Prop. Whose signature's on that contract? Isn't that Infante Green? Folks, let me just explain something. If It's not about Infante Green or the superintendent. Whoever is in that position, if they try to push back and improve things, they become the villain. And they turn all daggers and it becomes a series of misinformation, confusion, the media following them around. Look at how the McKee people already screwed this up. It's not about crumbling schools. Well, we'll say we're closing them because they're crumbling. And they're not closing them because they're, they're crumbling. They're closing them because I, I, I don't know how else to explain. Am I speaking English? Are these people? No one's learning. What part of that don't you understand? They have to break it up close it so those kids don't go to school no you open a charter school in its place and alorza i've never agreed with him he's been mayor for eight years i've never agreed with him as much as this it's pretty dramatic he's saying he would not send his child um to the providence public schools and people at the state house that's terrible how can you say that because there's no the test scores are the test scores this isn't about crumbling schools it's not about Infante Green's bad. I can't believe, I don't even know who this Joan Jackson is, but we know who she is. Anyone that tries to change things becomes the villain. And they throw daggers. They get all their allies. Bully. Make noise. Folks, this has been going on for four years. But I blame certain members of the media that just run with these press releases. They take the bait. Certain ones are trying to like own the story. Blah, blah, blah. Community involvement. Community involvement. Really, what what community involvement needs to be involved? 95% of the children cannot do the work at grade level. 
What 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 is there to discuss? In other states, they would have closed that much sooner. You close it and open a charter school. <clears throat> you give parents choices. What is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Folks, this portion of our program is brought to you by Propane Plus. Now, I, I, I want to just mention, Jorge Lorza did a new, uh, Channel 10 news conference interview, and I want to hear some of that sound. I hope it's posted. I'm not positive yet. But Propane Plus in Rhode Island for propane, call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359, Propane Plus. Three generations, they're available 24-7. It's Propane Plus. Call them today. Make Propane Plus your Propane Plus. Make them your propane provider. Heating and cooling, log on to their very user-friendly website, propaneplus.com. Check off residential commercial, put in zip codes, your zip code. It's Propane Plus, 401-885-4209. Now, I want to see, because I don't know yet, I did see that someone posted <clears throat> that um, that Alorza is the guest on 10 News Conference. Now, I, I don't know, and I think it. he, he mentions, listen how, and, and Channel 12 Ted Nisi, who I like and respect, I think he's a fantastic journalist, but he said that as people in the Channel 12 newsroom were watching the interview, there were audible <gasps> gasps. I, I, I found that troubling. But here's the Lord's harsh words. Hey, McKee folded on this. McKee did. Supporting the takeover or even pushing for the takeover now that you've seen how the first few years are going? No, and I'll tell you why. The alternative is not much better. Our schools have been failing our kids for 40 years, and doing nothing is is simply not an option. Yes, I was and remain really critical and really disappointed that when the new governor came in, he made all the concessions to the union. Yep. It really is abandoning our kids. Yes. That is just unforgivable. <clears throat> yes. Um, and so... Uh, I, 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 you know, I think that our, our kids were betrayed. You know, that is, boy, that's a strong, he's exactly right. And, you know, I was one of those individuals that when Mayor Alorza went charging at Governor McKee at that water fire press conference, and he said, you have to face the community. This was supposed to be a transformational contract. And... Governor McKee made all these concessions, and I had said it at the time. Not only did he give the teachers union in Providence everything they wanted, he gave them $3,000 bonuses. Let me explain this. Right now, this is December 2022. Last year, Governor McKee, it was actually into the spring, he totally screwed up the process. All of these months, time that went by, hours, of Governor Mundo, the Education Commissioner. By the way, I, I don't agree with their strategy either. But they they they're they're wasting time. Governor McKee came in and like, oh, let's just let's oh, do you want a new deal? Let's just sign this. I mean, he he folded like a tent. It it is it was pathetic how quickly Governor McKee folded on that. And I'm looking at this headline, Channel 12, Rhode Island lawmakers criticize education officials, the planned closures of the elementary schools. Folks, I, I, you know, that is so troubling. Now, listen, we can keep blaming, you know, the education people and should have done this and should have done that and blah, blah, blah. But the fact of the matter is... um, the, the the question from the Rhode Island State House should be, why are they keeping some of them open? Now, in Florida, they have a rule. If a school is deemed a failing school, boom, they can open a charter school. And then if another school is deemed a failing school, boom, they can open a charter school there. Rhode Island doesn't have that. Rhode Island should have that. Why should Rhode Island have that? Because it gives parents options. It also creates a sense of competition. The, the reason why the public school system, of which you, the state, we, the state, we give them, they receive 
over $300,000 a year from everybody in the state. The reason why that we should do that is, in fact, because it creates competition. And then maybe if there's competition, people don't take all these, you know, 22 sick days, 22 sick days. There are teachers that they're out not once in a while. They're out every Friday. Next week, all of these teachers, they all use sick days. They're all out sick. Full week. Their Christmas break is two weeks. Their Christmas break is two weeks. So, I mean, this has been going on. And and I, I, I just think it is pretty remarkable that Mayor Lorza is using this time. And I know, like everyone else, you can be critical of him. But, boy, he is laying it out there. But I think something that's missing from the equation is a big, I believe, part of the problem. <clears throat> part of the problem is you heard it in, and I'm going to place more of that interview, but some of it's coming from the media. And there are certain members of the media that give a free platform to the union. The union is different than the teachers. The teachers, most of them, are there to do their job. The contract is impossible. You can't break the contract. There's certain things. Everything is about the negotiation. It stopped being, it's not about learning. Everything's about the next negotiation and all the tactics they provide. So, but there are certain members of the media that give a free pass, and I get it. Right, so Alorza becomes the easy target, and then they they bring out Justin Katz and I have talked about this. You know, bring out the pictures. There's the broken chair, there's a ceiling tile falling, crumbling schools. This this notion, this falsehood, that the problem are old schools. Now, part of what's going on here is the education commissioner. I think because of the McKee people, I don't know, but they're trying to frame it of. Yeah, we don't need all these schools, as I've told you. And I'm even was stunned at the people like, what's going on with the closing of the Providence schools? As if that's a bad thing. Let me let me let me, you know, answer the question by asking a question. If they if they've lost five thousand students, <clears throat> the school system was twenty four thousand. Now they have nineteen thousand. Do you need all those schools? Do you need all those teachers? You had 24,000 students. Now you have 19, and it's even dropping even more. So do you really need all those people? You know, if you have an arena and they're used to a crowd of, you know, 20,000 people attending, and so they have a certain number of ushers and concession stands, and then suddenly the amount of people that are attending are much less do you still need all those ushers and concession stands? Is it just a job factory? Is that what it's all about? Because that's what we're coming down to. Some of these schools have, you know, maybe 30% occupancy. But look at how certain members, of elected officials at the state house, the media, they're closing schools. Kids are crying. They're closing their school. The parents, oh, they're closing the school. The teachers and the, the media repeats this. They're dealing with kids that are crying back. I want to I want to just step back for a moment. So so they're not crying and no one's upset when 95 percent of the children cannot do work at grade level. Everybody's happy then. I want to repeat that. So there's no children crying. There's no parents that are upset. And the union, our kids, our kids work hard. We have a girl. You know, she's got one arm and she's blind. That kid tries as hard as she can. I'm not going to have anyone knock her. This is not about the children. My favorite is the Channel 12 repeating. Many of the teachers requested. They say, yeah, I'm sure they would like to stay together. Hey, I'm shooting out early. You watch my classroom. I'm going to go do some early Christmas shopping. By the way, I'm going to be out sick tomorrow. You'll be out sick next week. Of course, of course. I'm sure they don't want to end the party. What is the objective? 
What's the objective? What are we doing here? What are we talking about? Is the main objective to provide employment for adults? Or is the main objective to teach children? I don't know how else to explain this. And I I really think I may get, I don't know yet, folks. Good afternoon at 1236. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I don't know yet. But I may start to get really aggressive towards certain members of the media that you, you can't have an equation and explain a story if you're going to purposely leave out facts. You know, that really gets me angry. I, I'm not looking to start a war with certain members of the media, but there are people and, and, or that deal in denial. Well, the problem can't be the teachers union. Well, Eliza just said the problem is the teachers union. Well, I don't want to believe that. That, that, That's not, you're supposed to report what he's saying. And there are people that give them free reign, whatever you want to come on. You know, what is so appalling, though, no wonder McKee is nowhere to be found. Alorza, Mayor Alorza rightfully called him out. Governor McKee folded and gave concessions and gave, you know, this was going on for months of years. The teachers union, the education commissioner, Raimondo. By the way, I, I disagreed with that. They should have blown it up. When that John Hopkins report came out, boom, fire everybody, fire everybody, rip up the contract, blow it up. They had them on the run. They didn't do that. <clears throat> All the, the ground they were trying to gain. And what did McKee do? Oh, just get, tell me what you need because I want your endorsement. I'm running for governor. What a pathetic excuse for a leader. He's not a leader. I also get upset, rightfully or wrongfully, when, you know, he, he didn't actually, I know certain people don't like this, but obviously Juan does not care. He didn't win election day. Helena Folks won primary day. The only reason McKee is even governor right now is because of the union grabbing those mail ballots. That's it. And then they don't, they're not in the mail. They harvest them. They collect them. They drop off hundreds at a time. And it's all union nurses in the nursing homes. And so they collect all their votes and fill them, you know, boom, boom, boom. I mean, that's, that's the only reason. Helena folks beat him on primary day. Never forget that. The only reason he's there is he won by 3,000 mail ballots because he gave the unions $3,000 bonuses. He gave them whatever they want. He gave them his, his $100 million for the soccer stadium, his $60 million for the Superman building, his $3,000 bonuses. They're adding union positions at the state left and right. <clears throat> Here's half a billion in new school construction that you don't need. It's the only reason he got because he got all the endorsements. He bought everybody off. Justin Katz, we talk about that. He didn't win. Governor McKee doesn't really have a base of support. He lost. He lost. When people went to the polls on primary day, he lost. He lost to Helena Folks. I voted for her in the primary. Rhode Island would have been better off if she had won. But he won because of all those stupid mail ballots. Because the unions were able to go in and collect all the mail ballots. And so that's why he's the governor. But his method of doing it was to just buy people off. He's really not a leader. He hasn't shown leadership. They shoot themselves in the foot a lot. He went off the rails on that Boston Globe podcast that is still so hilarious. Supposed to be the card game. (laughs) Where then he used that opportunity to take shots at all the different reporters. He hates Channel 12. He hates the Boston Globe. I, I, I'm sure he's not a fan of the chosen one. Somehow I'm going to have to try to make it through life and get to sleep tonight. But, but my point is, folks, you already see, for people that wonder, uh, on primary day, people, he was not the choice. People wanted Helena folks. People in Rhode Island, as much as people, and I see these people post this on social media, people will vote for the same. Actually, they didn't. Actually, they did not. And the same thing. Mayor Fung, he won on primary day. That's who the people wanted to send to Washington. It was Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. And he lost because of the mail ballots. And the same goes for Aaron Gukian. People did not want Matos, Lieutenant Governor. Nope. 
That was not who they wanted. But we're stuck with them because of the manipulation of the mail ballots. So so, so we're going to have a series here. Governor McKee did not win because he's a proven leader and his policies are effective and they're embraced. He won because they manipulated the vote. He lost on day of voting. On primary day of this year, when people woke up and went and voted at the polls, Helena Folks won. She was the winner. Oh, let's go to the mail ballots. Oh, the union ballot harvest more ballots. So he won. She would have been an interesting governor. She would have been an interesting uh, governor because she doesn't owe anybody anything. And she would have straightened out education. So now, you know, I mean, does anyone, what, is Governor McKee going to develop a backbone? The, the, there are two different types of people. Hear me out, folks. No one else is going to tell you this. At, um, let me just check the time here. 1242. There are two different types of people that work for Governor McKee. Those who have been thrown under the bus and those who will be thrown under the bus. You watch. The one to watch is he may push out the door, the education commissioner, Infante Green. He may throw her under the bus, start blaming her for everything. Look at this Steph Machado question. Well, who signed the contract? You think she signed it without her telling her that's the deal? And then it was just, you know, by that point, I'd like that. That's a union talking point question. Well, who signed the contract? Oh, Infante Green. Well, I, I um, when he came in, and I think her deal was up. He was afraid it would be seen that people were jumping off. So he came to a deal. But I, I'm telling you, you watch. She, she may, a year from now, I don't know if she's around. He may find a way to push her out. Listen, no one ever encouraged the governor. No one ever accused Governor McKee of being a profile in courage, Right. Like I said, there's two different types of people that work for him. Those who have been thrown under the bus and those who will be thrown under the bus. That's it. If you're working for him and you haven't yet been thrown under the bus, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when, not if. It will happen. I don't know if I'm explaining that correctly. There's two different types of people. Those who will be thrown under the bus. Yeah. And then those he did throw under the bus. But it's at some point. You know, your day of reckoning is coming with him. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, and, and it's brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. I want to, again, implore you, go to AtMed Urgent Care when you have an emergency. They're open seven days a week. They have doctors and nurses. They specialize in ambulatory medicine, immunization, school and sports physicals, AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. And also, that's right in the Atwood Medical Center. And also, the East Greenwich location, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, AtMed Urgent Care. Um, Laboratory, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, and work-related injuries. If there's an emergency, go to AtMed Urgent Care. If someone's in a car accident, do you know the hospital emergency rooms won't take car accident victims anymore? The average wait time right now in a Rhode Island emergency room is eight hours. Eight hours, not at AtMed Urgent Care. I've been to both, and they've seen me in less than an hour. AtMed Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, for AtMed Urgent Care. So it may come next hour. Um, I played some of his words meaning Mayor Jorge Elarza in the, in the um, first hour. But I, I think it's pretty dramatic. He is saying, absolutely not. I am not sending his son to the Providence Public Schools. He w- we would either apply to a charter school, of which you could get rejected because it's a lottery, or private school. He, he's being honest. He's being honest, and I, I agree. This has been something that has been really started to bubble under Ramundo, because when when the Ramundo people pitched GE to come to Rhode Island, there are many people that like to live 
in the capital city, but they want to send their children to the public school system. And I don't, there's the, 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 it's broken. The system is broken. Now, I want to also explain, it's, it's not Providence per se. This also goes on in Woonsocket. It goes on in Pawtucket. The, um, the uh, AFT, American Federation of Teachers, that's Providence. I believe it's Warwick. I think it's Cranston, but it's also Winsocket, Pawtucket. They're very powerful. It, it's that system. It's, it's the contract. Notice you're going to be hearing about that. And I get that there's some people that don't fully get that, but it, it, it just keeps getting passed on. And just as they were ready to break it, McKee came in and signed it away <laughs> and agreed to it. So the incoming, do you see all the resources that have to go into this? And you just look at the way other parts of the country operate. It seems, it seems simple, but the union is very powerful. They're very effective. They get their political allies. Look at last night. The education commissioner, Avante Green, goes up to the state house, and all the union allies are pounding her. Why didn't the community know you were going to? What do you mean you're going to close these schools? You heard Steph Machado. Oh, so you, you'll let the teachers go somewhere else where they'll feel appreciated? That, that is, I, I, it's just mind-blowing. There's a lot of different analogies I could try, um, but it, if, if someone won't accept that, then you're just not going anywhere. The, 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 I don't know. The car is broken. The car has four flat tires. Well, we're going we're gonna to repaint it. Okay. We're going to put in a new engine. Terrific. We're going to put in new seats. Better. We're going to – listen – these four flat tires, you can do all of those things. It's not running. That's what you're dealing with. It is the contract should never have been agreed to. The contract that continues to roll over the grip, which gives them all the power, it needs to be broken. Now, again, Mayor Alorza, he has had his run-ins. With the teachers, they stormed into his uh, state of the city, screaming at the top of their lungs, we want a contract, we want a contract. They're very organized. Then, you know, he and Raimondo realized we have to do something to try to fix this. And then they kicked it to the state. But where I think the media has been very irresponsible is just to continue to publish every single press release, every tweet that comes out, the local media. And again, the, you know, I'm looking at what it, the Providence Journal right now. I mean, they're like a big part of this where they, they just, they run every, here it is, Rhode Island Department of Education, the public school department admit no community input over school closures. Why is that? Who wrote that? That Amy Russo? Yeah. Why why would that, you know, why is that the headline? Why don't, why don't you put how, how many kids are failing? Why don't you put the fact that no one's learning? That they considered the fourth worst school system in the country, the Providence Public School Department. See, don't they're professional agitators. They they muck things up. They're nonstop on social media. They rile people up. You know what's also interesting though is there are these the far left progressives. They are so in deep with the union. It is shameful what these people, um, what they're involved in. It really is because this this happened. You think about it. There were children in eighth. In uh, eighth grade, in the spring of 1990, and then that fall, uh, excuse me, 2019, 2019, and then that fall, they were a freshman. And then in 20, they were a sophomore. Then 21, they were a junior. And now in 22, they're in their senior year. And nothing has changed in that school system. 
because of the adults involved with the the decision making. Why doesn't the media report on that? Why? I, I mean, part of it I know, folks. I mean, I could talk on and on about this, but part of this is the media is afraid of them. They are. The media is afraid of them. Um, it, it's. I, do I really need to explain why? How much they went after me and so forth? Um, they they won't stand up to them. They give them a. They don't really challenge them. They're they're afraid of them. It's an element of intimidation. But I I hope because I'd like to hear the Gene Valicente ten news conference. I'd like to hear that uh, conversation and maybe may really be available next hour. Next hour, I will play more of Mayor Alorza. And I, I get it, folks. There are some people, here's a problem that we enter into is there are some people of a certain mindset about the outgoing mayor. I Listen, I admit, but I try to keep an open mind. If someone is saying the right things, if someone is saying something that I think makes sense, if someone is showing leadership, I can put aside my disdain for many of their politics and other things and judge them in the moment. Right now, what he is saying is 100% on track, 100% accurate. I disagreed with the reparations. I disagreed with how he handled the riot in Providence. I disagreed with his position about gangs and ATVs, but he is 100% right on education, 100% right. And how, how right is he? It's a shame he's leaving office because that is someone that is not afraid to just put it out there. And But I, I get there are some people that, that don't operate that way. Some people, Alorza, he is. He's a progressive. So no matter what he says, you discount it, right? Um, it, it, I, I, don't, so I don't subscribe to that. There are some people, they, they despise Nancy Pelosi. They hate Nancy Pelosi. They can't get past how much they hate Nancy Pelosi because they're told to hate Nancy Pelosi. If Nancy Pelosi cured cancer, they they still hate. I mean, it's it's that type of thing. Science used to joke the journal was so critical of him that if he could actually walk on water, they'd print headline: Science can't swim. So there are some people I'm aware of. I'm unaware of it that that they operate in that universe. They're they're told. This, you know, uh, this is who we're supposed to hate. Um, it, it's funny. I do get messages from people like, I'm surprised you are mentioning you watch the NFL. And I say, what, what, why would I not watch the NFL? Well, President Trump told us not to watch it. <laughs> okay, Potsy. What, what? Well, we were told not to watch. Well, what is this? Hey, Jim Jones left a long time ago. Okay, looks like you missed the plane. We're not supposed to watch the NFL because President Trump told us not to. Are we going back to the Colin Kaepernick thing? There were those among us, amongst us, excuse me, that they remain like, remember in 1948, uh, 47, 48, I think the last one was 49, but they were finding there were Japanese soldiers still on some of these islands in the Pacific. They still thought the war was going on. No one told them that the war had ended. But they were still there in uniform, ready to battle whoever came. I like that. You're not supposed to watch the NFL. President Trump told us not to watch that. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's not in office anymore, is he? No. Yeah. Remember when he said that? I remember it. I, I, I disagreed with him. I agreed to disagree. Okay. He didn't want to watch it. Other people didn't want to watch it. But it's not a cult. Right, it's not a cult, folks. I want to remind you. In this time of of many people are questioning now. Look at how Tom Brady's under fire. He was pushing crypto, and the people that lost their money with this whole cryptocurrency fiasco, the latest Bernie Madoff. You need solid advice. I'm offering you on this Friday, Ameriprise Financial has provided advice for clients' unique goals for over 125 years. Listen, it's the end of the year. By the way, you can just call and make an appointment for January or February. Why not just call and take advantage of a free consultation? Our guy, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. I'm going to give the number again. It's a free consultation. 
Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Take advantage of a trusted advisor. Now, listen, it doesn't matter how old you are, how much you make. You still need solid financial advice. Tom Bryan, B-R-Y-A-N, our guy, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Doesn't it make sense? You're not feeling well. You go to a doctor. Your car's not running well. You bring it to a mechanic. Listen, have him look under the hood. He's a trusted advisor. Maybe you need, you know, a little help or guidance, or you have an idea of maybe you need to keep working, or maybe it is time to retire. Maybe you can afford to retire. Maybe you don't want to retire. Maybe it's estate planning. Perhaps you want to set money aside for your children, for your grandchildren, whatever it may be. Sit down. With a trusted financial advisor, Ameriprise Financial Advisor, Tom Bryan, free consultation. Go and meet with him and feel him out. And it's for the bubble. F-R-E-E, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise, 401-434-1510. Office is located 400 Massoyed Avenue in East Providence, Ameriprise Financial Advisors. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I uh, I have a feeling that over the next four years, we're going to be dealing with a lot of this types of, of nonsense. Um, and I, I just don't know, you know, where this is going to go. Keep in mind, by the way, keep in mind, in the new year, here's something that no one talks about. Governor McKee get, may get indicted. <laughs> Governor McKee, just because he supposedly won primary day, even though Helena folks won. Um, just because he got those 3,000 mail ballots. And just because blah, blah, blah. Hey, he, he is still under FBI investigation. And he's been laying low. I've heard there's been a lot of communication. I don't believe anything's going to happen to the new year. But that's heavy pressure. Now, they don't move quickly, but they move. Just because something's not happening, like, boom, just in that second, it doesn't mean it's not happening. It just means that it's not happening at this particular moment in time. But I I am hearing that there's problems for the McKee administration. And folks, you know what that means? That means Sabina Matos may become the governor. She's another one. Aaron Gukian, I voted for Aaron. I supported him. He would have been, a, he'd be a great lieutenant governor. He won primary, he won election day. He won. More people went to the polls and voted for him on election day than Sabina Matos. The only problem was the mail ballots. She won because of the mail ballots. All right, it's 1259. Folks, next hour is radio only. Now, I'm going to play more of that sound. I think it's very interesting, compelling. We have a lot more sound to get to. Remember, next hour, you can listen, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. The Power Hour is next. We'll be back on the other side after 9.30.